0: Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and two very, very different films up for review this week. First off is The Wrath of Man, which stars Jason Statham and is directed by Guy Ritchie. And the other film is called Together Together. It's a more intimate relationship-based film about a man hiring someone to be a surrogate for him. And without further ado, here's We're Watching What? First up is a film called Wrath of Man, and I'm going to read you the synopsis because if I read you the synopsis, I think that will tell you right away whether or not this movie is interesting to you. It's a mysterious and wild-eyed new cash-truck security guard surprises his co-workers during a heist in which he unexpectedly unleashes precision skills. The crew is left wondering who he is and where he came from. Soon the marksman's ultimate motive becomes clear as he takes dramatic and irrevocable steps to settle a score. Okay, so I can tell you right now, this film was not for me. It stars Jason Statham, who I actually like. And it's directed Guy Ritchie, and I will talk about that part in a moment, but... The biggest challenge I find is, and this is a broader statement, but uh, take what you will from it in terms of if it's applicable to this movie. I get very frustrated by these hyper-macho, masculine-led movies where there are a bunch of actors, Jason Statham being one of them. You know, The Rock, who I adore more than anything, is another. Vin Diesel's a good example, who just aren't willing to allow their characters, not even themselves, but their characters, to be anything less than perfect. They never feel like there are any stakes because they just are always super skilled at everything. There's, you know, they get injured, they get shot, they just bounce right back when they should probably be dead. It's, you know, it's a Fast and the Furious films, it's whatever. They're, they're, it's almost a fantasy, right? Like, I remember a couple of years ago, an article came out about how both Jason Statham and The Rock have contracts that stipulate they can't lose. So what, first of all, what happens when you pair them up against each other? That's, that was, I mean, that's what the Fast and the Furious franchise asks us every time they ask us to watch another one of those movies, but I just, I'm no longer surprised by these films because, like, it's it's almost the same logic that applies to, let's say, a Disney film, right? More often than not, you know you're going to get a happy ending. Now, do they go through a bunch more turmoil than a Disney film does? Absolutely But at the end of the day, I generally have a sense that, "Mm, you know what, they're probably going to be fine. Because these guys are just so macho and unwilling to play characters who are fallible, even. You're watching the same movie over and over and over. Now, I will absolutely give Jason Statham credit for being willing to be in the movie Spy. Because I thought that was a really fun play on this type of character. Almost a James Bond-esque character, right? Where it's just like, James Bond is someone who gets shot a bajillion times and still seems to be doing fine after all of this. That type of movie, it's just not for me. It gets really repetitive. Every once in a while, somebody does a really good job with it, but this is why I feel like we keep getting these repetitive films where we end up with actually a franchise with like a Transporter or, you know, Fast and the Furious is probably the biggest one or Expendables. There's some merit to it, but at a certain point, I I personally, unless it's really good, am bored by it. Now, this film in particular pairs Jason Statham with someone who I'm not a huge fan of, and that's Guy Ritchie. And... Uh, Okay, Guy Ritchie's last theatrical film, which actually was also one of the last films I saw in theaters, and I am so relieved that it was not the last film I saw in theaters, was The Gentleman, and I found it to be super racist. Guy Ritchie definitely has a style. You know, I would say that Snatch or Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels are the best examples of those styles, and there's, I guess, a value and a novelty to them, and then it just gets really, really, really old. And so in terms of The Wrath of Man, I was just like... I don't know what's going on. I don't care. None of the motivations for the characters make sense. Yes, Jason Statham's does in a broad, broad sense, but the rest of the way that the world comes together and the plot comes together doesn't feel anything novel. And then again, going back to that point I made earlier about how there really aren't stakes in these films, you're just left with, you know, I throw my hands up in the air. Now, there is totally an audience for these films because they keep getting made. I don't want to judge the people who are interested in these. And I would say like Fast and the Furious is in a sort of different world, only because at a certain point, they just kept getting more and more absurd and topping themselves. Like, I hope the next one's going to be in space. I truly do. But especially for like a one-off one like this, I'm just like, what's the point? And, and Jason Statham is already in a bunch of car movies. Why do I need another car movie with him? If this is not technically a car movie, but it mostly is about, you know, it's about cash trucks. Oh God, go figure. Okay. So here's what it comes down to. If you tuned out when I started reading that description, this film is not for you. If you were on the fence and maybe you saw the trailer and you were excited and you are still going to ignore everything I said, that's totally fine. Go have yourself a grand old time. I would say, though, that, you know, none of the action or violence for, you know, just let's be honest about it or whatever it was, was particularly innovative. Again, I keep talking about Fast and Furious only because it's just on my mind. At least those get more and more creative with the action sequences. This was relatively muted, and as I said, the characters are just so lacking. The cast is rounded out by Holt McCannily, who I love from Mindhunter, and I was like, no, why? Why are you in this? Jeffrey Donovan, Josh Hartnett, who that's a name I have not seen in a long time, Raul Castillo, Eddie Marzin, Scott Eastwood, and a few of these people are good actors, like Eddie Marzin's a good actor, Raul Castillo I really enjoy, but some of them are just, it's just, you know, I... Nope, not for me. Just not for me. Uh, if this is your return to the theaters film, don't let, like don't make this your return to the theaters film. It's, I think, what I have to say about it. I am only going to give it two out of five. I'm going to take a quick break and be right back. And I'm back. And then the other film I have this week is called Together Together. I watched this back at the Sundance Film Festival for 2021. So I always like to preface these reviews for anything that I watch at a film festival with. Chances are I watched about 30 other movies at the same time. And so they all get a little blurry. I do, however, remember thinking, oh, this is actually one of the more enjoyable ones. One, Sundance this year was a lot of very bleak films, and this was a more lighthearted film. And two, it's just a slightly more put together, no pun intended, film. The premise of it is a a young woman is hired to be the surrogate for a single man played by Ed Helms. Uh, The young woman is played by Patty Harrison, and it's just, you know, they're dealing with the question of oh are you together together or why is he doing this on his own and i do really like that i think it flips a lot of the expectations the gender expectations on their heads traditionally i feel like you end up seeing a lot of movies where a couple starts out being like we're going to be platonic and it's the woman who is always the one being like are we am i do i have more feelings i don't know what's going on and so this film delves into well what happens if the man is in that position or do they even have feelings or is this just sort of a friendship sense of intimacy I really enjoyed it. Also, I got a shout out to Patty Harrison. She is on a show called Shrill on Hulu with Aidy Bryant that I really enjoy. I think Ed Helms is, this is a more reserved performance for him. He's still very Ed Helms-esque, but I really like, you know, he's, he's definitely been in some of the wilder, zanier things, but this this is where I think he's at his best. The rest of the cast is Tig Notaro, Julio Torres, Anna Conkle, Sufi Bradshaw, Rosalind Chow, Tim Sharp... This is not a big movie. I don't know how else to say this. And that's not a bad thing. I oftentimes enjoy this scope of film because it does feel like plausible, but also just removed enough that you can really get into it without feeling uncomfortable. And as I said, I really, really like the idea of exploring singleness and the questions that come around singleness through this perspective of a straight man. And also that question of why don't you have kids yet? Don't you want kids? All that sort of stuff. These are things that women definitely get peppered with a lot, but men not so much. And so I liked seeing the tables turned. Not something you hear me often say being like, you know what I want? More movies about single straight men. I have to give this film credit because of that. I recommend it and I think it's worth watching. I'm not going to get too much into it just because going on the journey with the characters was actually enjoyable, right? That's not something we've had a ton of these days. So is it a perfect film? No, but I still enjoyed it and I'm going to give it 3.9 out of 5. That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.